0: Let me ask you a question: Are you on the train? Are you on the incredible Zabe train that has pulled out of the station five zero oh, and one in my first two weeks? Documented right here on the Zabe Cast. Get to my bookie and get an account and start hammering! Come on now, it's winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when you got a little bit of something, something on it. Doesn't have to be a ton of money; could be ten bucks. It's the juice. It's fun thinking, yes, I just won lunch tomorrow at Chipotle. Sometimes you got a gut feeling about a game. You're just like, I got to go with it. If you don't have gut feelings, go with me. I'm hot right now. Regardless of how you play or how you've been betting for years, get with My Bookie. My Bookie is a rock solid place to get your sweet, sweet action on, not just the NFL. But college football now with the SEC coming back, the NBA playoffs headed towards the finals, and of course the Stanley Cup and a whole bunch more. Right now they've got a $100,000 super contest for only a $10 entry, and they're giving away five grand in cash prizes every four weeks. You'd be crazy not to invest in your sports knowledge with that kind of potential return. Sign up at my bookie, Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to claim you're a 100% deposit match all the way up to a thousand bucks. That means if you put in a hundred, they'll give you another hundred to gamble with. It's easy to jumpstart your bankroll this way. NFL, NBA, and MLB, they've got it all on tap and it's never too late to get started. So let's go. My Bookie, it's winning season now exclusively at My Bookie. Today on the Zabecast, it's an Andy Poland Tuesday. He's easy like Tuesday morning. We'll talk week two aftermath, injuries around the NFL, and how quickly new QBs are coming into their own. And for God's sakes, what were people scared of with Cam Newton? Your high test, not street legal. 30-minute dosage of pure Zabe is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, 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 oh. Here we go! Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020. Thank you for downloading and thank you for joining me. Before we get to Andy Poley, let's get some coronavirus news out of the way. I know how much you guys love it, but there's some things that are interesting happening on. Happening on? There's some interesting things going on. First of all, the CDC is a complete clown show right now. They have changed their guidance, I think, three times in the last six weeks, at least. Twice in the last week. They announced Friday. Friday afternoon news dump. Oh, yeah, now we recommend everyone getting tested and quarantining, even if you got a test and it's negative. And people are like, so why take a test then if you're going to say quarantine anyway, even if you test negative? Then on Monday... They came out with another guidance that said, you know, this, this stuff is airborne. It floats all over the place. So it may go beyond just six feet. That was the recommendation published by the CDC as of Monday. That got yanked in a hurry from the official CDC website. And the excuse was, get this, that was a draft recommendation that we... Uh, We're not ready to publish yet. We're still finishing up the final touches on the recommendation. And you wonder, how does anyone trust these clown shoes at the CDC for anything? There is a political football and a political tug of war going on at that agency. Whatever it is, it ain't about the science. And I'm not necessarily picking sides, although I think you know what side I'm on. But the whole thing about the, oh, this this thing can go more than six feet and it's airborne. It's not just droplets or vapors. I think somebody realized, uh, hey boss, you know, if we put that out there, that means that uh, this whole mask thing is really kind of pointless. So I went and I looked. I, I had to look harder for this than I should have. I went to go find this video of a doctor showing what breathing through one of those silly Little blue masks those disposable surgical masks actually does by use of vaping and here's what it looks like according to this
2: doc and take a look at an ordinary surgical mask and i'm using a vape as you can (laughs) see that vape which has aerosols the same size as covid19 or larger goes through And around a surgical mask.
0: So, yeah. So, there you go. I mean, this is common sense. This is why when I see Andy Reid and that stupid shield, I'm like, your breath. And the airborne particles are going all around. It's like smoke or like vapor. It's absurd. Here's a thing that's also absurd. Some of the death certificates that are coming out from Wisconsin. Read as follows Age 89 years, male, white. Cause A complications of novel coronavirus infection. Cause B of death, dementia, hypertensive and atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, and chronic renal failure. 59 year old female, Hispanic. Cause A stroke. Cause B, obesity, end-stage renal failure, peripheral vascular disease. That's a COVID-19 death. Put it on the board, yes. Here's one, 91-year-old female, white, complica- cause A of death, complications of novel coronavirus infection. Cause B, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and dementia. 91. This is why the numbers are all bullshit. You can't count those as coronavirus deaths if you want to be at all accurate, but, well, we are. And then there's this. In Asia, this is the saying, this is what people think. They're like, you know, in Asia, they all wear masks and they ought to social distance. They behave. They're good over there. We're idiots. We suck. Well, take a look at what they're doing right now over in Asia. This is the... Let me get this straight here. This is the... King Beer Festival 2020 Oktoberfest 2020 and you tell me if you can see any masks in this particular video clip I'm about to play on the uh, Zapecast TV version you're like wait a minute what do you mean if you can see anything der
1: quarantäne der engmaschigen kontrollen lassen sie in china jetzt die sau raus
0: Look at those happy, happy Chinese people. I want in. I don't see any masks in this. I see a lot of shirtless Chinese guys. Wenn ich das Bier nicht in fünf Sekunden leere, dann bin ich ein Weichei. Oktoberfest in China. I so want to go. Get me on a plane.
1: Alle folgen der Ansage berauscht.
0: Oh, there's a couple masks. Oh, there they are right there. Is saying- Hold on a second. Hold on. Let's get them right here. Let's back it up. Sorry. I know you're going to be like, where is this video going to be posted? I don't know just yet. I'm working on that. But just give it to me. Give me a second here. Uh, picture and picture should be on. Oh, there I am up in the corner. Okay. There you go. Boom. You can circle it. There's a ma- <laughs> the mask right there. Yeah. You know what? We suck in America. They know how to distance over there in Asia and wear masks. That dude is chugging right there. Again, I want to go. It looks like they're having a hell of a lot of fun. And then one more for you, or just one other thing to point out. Belgian doctors have said They've gotten together, they've written a letter. After the initial panic, they write, surrounding COVID-19, the objective facts now show a completely different picture. There is no medical justification for any emergency policy anymore. The current crisis management has become totally disproportionate and causes more damage than it does any good. We call for an end to all measures and ask for an immediate restoration of our normal democratic governance and legal structures and all of our civil liberties. God bless Belgian doctors. Oh, yeah, I also forgot to mention that uh, in France, they just reported 13,500 positive tests in a day, which is equal to about the US U.S. per capita peak. So in other words, you adjust per capita. France just recorded... The same relative peak we had? And so the lie that many were pushing, including sports writers like Sally Jenkins who came on my show, well, you know, in Europe they did it right. That's why they can go back to doing life things. Oh, are they really? 13,500 positives. The, The lie is that Europe did this better and that we didn't. Bottom line is we can't open schools because of unions and lawyers and that's it. That's the list. Oh, and speaking of schools, in that same country, France, had just had a peak per capita equal to our peak. They said that they will now run K-5 through schools normally, even if kids test positive. Oh, shit. Look at the balls on France. They said, quote, and this is true, children pose little risk of contracting serious cases and of spreading SARS-CoV-2. Minnesota high school football is coming running back. UMass football is coming running back. Two of the three most populous counties surrounding Nashville bars have now lifted their mask mandates. None of those three closed bars for months or limited restaurants to 25% capacity. Yet, you look at all four counties, exact same pandemic curve. God, I hope the fever is breaking But it sometimes is daunting. A little bit of good news for you today on a Tuesday. Let's talk to our man, Andy Paulin. Hello. As if, Andy, there was ever any doubt as to the National Football League supremacy. All it took was two weeks to show it again. Am I right? Never in your life. You see more shit now in the NFL than you've seen in your life. You've been watching the NFL for all your life. That's what, fifty plus years?
2: Yeah, the first game I remember seeing was nineteen sixty six. So do the math. No, I
0: don't do <laughs> I no, I don't do math on this podcast, Andy. You <laughs> yeah. know that.
2: Yeah, over fifty years. Over fifty
0: sure. years. I don't think I've ever seen a coach losing walk home with three timeouts in his pocket like unused drink coupons. Never seen it. Not once.
2: Yeah, and and the explanation was kind of bizarre from a guy who, you know, last week said he went for it on fourth down because he wanted to give his team confidence. And this was, I don't want to get anybody else hurt. Well, you know, how do you give your team confidence one week and then show them, yeah, it's a winnable game. Dallas came back from a bigger deficit with less time. But, nah, we're not going to be able to win this game.
0: I can't defend it. I, I understand, oh, we had some injuries. Hell, the whole league had injuries man, this week. Man. I, so.
2: I, I will defend it in this way. Um, okay. Here, here's, here's what's refreshing about Ron Rivera as opposed to the parade of coaches that have come in here before. <laughs> it's like the team is fat, and they've had a bunch of crash diets. Oh, just <laughs> eat, eat nothing but pineapple for the next six weeks, and you're going to lose all your weight, and you'll keep it off. This guy's coming in and saying, look, these crash diets didn't work. So I got a long-term eating plan here that I believe in, and I'm going to stick with it. And we may not win this year. We may not win next year, but I'm going to establish a winning culture, and we'll be winners in a few years.
0: All right. How do you think they did against Kyler Murray? And do you think that a guy that short can actually play in this league for a long
2: time? Yeah, because the best quarterback in the league, arguably, right now, is the same size, Russell Wilson. And Ar- you know, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Arguably the same size? Doesn't Wilson have at least three inches on Kyler Murray? No.
2: Not, One no. inch? They, two inches? Maybe an inch. It didn't Kyler wasn't that the big deal at the combine that Kyler Murray measured five ten. Oh, oh my god, he's five ten. God,
0: you know, you time. know, our friend Ken Beatrice would say uh, he is not f- he's five, eight and three quarters if he's an inch.
2: Right. He has lifts in his <laughs> shoes. But <laughs> that was Ken's line, right? <laughs> right. But, you know, and Drew Brees is still playing at 41. He's about the same size. So I, I think that uh, that the size thing was, you know, a little ridiculous. You know, Mark McGuire had a brother who played in the league for like five minutes i think he was like six eight or six nine so you know
0: yeah i hear you on that i it just okay how about this when you see kyler murray doing what he does is there sort of fomo about haskins like how come our guy isn't balling out like this guy is in year two
2: Well, Ron Rivera last week went through a long explanation about how the league has changed. And he said that he does not expect to see a true drop back passer in the league anymore, that you have to be able to run. And he gave a number of reasons. One of them is you can't really hit the quarterback. The other is that the transition from college offense to pro is a lot different now. The linemen are more geared towards that type of a game. And I think that, that, that is the future. And we saw Haskins run one time for about eight yards. I think he's going to have to do a lot more of that. I think the league has changed and the running quarterback is, is the one that's going to succeed.
0: Even the big dudes. Now, even the big white dudes, Andy are runners. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Josh Allen, Allen. Josh Allen is a runner and Trevor Lawrence, when he comes next year, will shock some people. He's a runner. Let's He's a big guide. dude who runs, and they run, guys. Uh, speaking of runners, let's talk about one Cameron Jarrell Newton, Andy. <laughs> How is it that the whole league and everyone who needed a quarterback whiffed on paying him at least a decent Nick Folzian backup contract? He's on a one-year look deal for the veteran minimum, and he looks yeah. great right now.
2: Yeah, but if, if you're going to resuscitate your career, don't you do it with Belichick, and maybe you take the short money to do that for the long play?
0: But he could have done that, I think, with a lot of teams.
2: Right, but my point is, if you're going to take a little bit more to go to, you know, name a team. Uh, the Jaguars. They- yeah, that that you're better off going to the Holy Church of Belichick. Yeah, where you know you can you can be res- and he's got and and he's got a guy who's going to game plan him for him better than anybody in the league. He's he's the best. Right. So
0: and it's only two games now, and they're using him heavily running the football. If he does get hurt, then that could be a bit of a dagger right there. I do think it, and I I don't think this was racist at all. I mean, he was the number one, number one pick, but for some reasons, the herd mentality of, well, his shoulder will never be right. I'm not sure he loves the game enough. I'm worried about his big personality. It's scared off too many teams. I said this when he was sitting out there over the summer, like, look at these scrubs being signed to multi-year deals. Chase Daniel, Andy, has made $30 million (laughs) as the quarterback you never want to have to play.
2: Chase Daniel has made money. And how about Kirk Cousins? Oh,
0: yeah. who,
2: Who throws in a complete stinker more often than you would think. I mean, you know, guys have bad games. He has horrendous games, like he had yesterday. He, that's that's he crazy. looks
0: he looks small when the game is going the fastest. He looks yeah. small when the game is being played by the biggest, baddest, meanest teams, and he needed everything to be in place, like it has been the last couple of years, with defense and a running game and two good wide receivers. They they sent Diggs away to Buffalo. Buffalo's two and Vikings are O and two. Their lines are a mess. Their safeties, they got rid of all those guys. They can't defend anybody. This is the NFL, Andy. It changes in a heartbeat. It's the kaleidoscope league.
2: That is your line, which I often quote and try to give you credit for it. It's absolutely true. What, you know, what we were thinking about Washington from week one is totally different from right. the way we feel today.
0: And then on top of that, you have the randomizer that is injuries. It was a brutal week in the NFL for injuries.
2: Yeah. Now that was something that uh, Rivera revisited today in his news conference when he was asked again, kind of, "You sure you really thought it was a good idea to go to the locker room with all three of your timeouts?" <laughs> and and he he yeah he said, and he and he even went, he sort of went Marty Schottenheimer on the media at that Frankly? point. Frankly, <laughs> yeah, he he quoted Ernest Hemingway like, oh, "Do you want to?" Tis Uh, better
0: to backtrack and fight to live another day or something like that. Live another day to fight again.
2: Something along the lines is, do you want to be in the adventure or do you want to write about it? And he's saying, I'm right in the middle of it, so this is what I do. And then he talked about he was wanting numbers as to how week two injuries stack up versus other times. And I'll tell you just anecdotally over the years, I remember – from various running back holdouts when they used to have big, big name running backs who would hold out Yes, a lot of times they would make it through the first game. And the second game was when they would have injuries. So the way the off season went where you didn't have the off season workouts, you didn't have any exhibition games and, you know, the training was really cut down. Maybe the effect shows up more in week two. I don't know.
0: I don't think there's any way to know. These football players say, see, this is what happens with no preseason. And then I say, well, what would you do? Would you tackle to the ground? Would you play starters more in August? And that's going to somehow alleviate injuries? Why? No coach has ever tried it where he's like, I'm playing my starters for three quarters of four preseason games to get them ready for the year. No one's tried
2: that. And nobody probably would. So we'll Well, never know. Belichick used to play Brady more than some of the other starters.
0: I heard Brady demanded that. I heard Brady would not allow other guys to take reps because he was such a perfectionist.
2: Well, then that may be part of it too. But it was funny. I was, I was watching the uh, tonight is the 50th anniversary of Monday Night Football, and uh, and they show Howard Cosell interviewing uh, Joe Namath before the first game, and he goes, "Joe Willie, you were limited to six quarters in the exhibition season. <laughs> <laughs> six quarters. That's six funny. Quarters, you know." And uh, you know, and, and to think that 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 was considered because I used to play six exhibition games, you know, that, that the fourteen regular season games, six exhibition games. So the whole thinking has changed.
0: Let's talk about the first Monday Night Football season, and you can remember that, right?
2: Oh yeah, I remember watching the first game, and and uh, there was there was quite a bit of build up to that for sure. And
0: and, and why was it such a cultural? phenomenon what was the significance of it that it was on monday night
2: well the the game had always been played on sunday uh the they really didn't think that people would necessarily watch it abc was in third place rune arledge was a real genius who didn't see the now but saw the future and he saw the game evolving to the way where it could be entertainment, not just for men, but for women too. So he's going to make it a little bit different. And that's when he brought in Don Meredith and he had Howard Cosell and he had like extra cameras at that time. They were doing games with, you know, three or four cameras, he had 10 or 12 or something like that. So it, it, it was that, but one thing that Namath said, he did a, a conversation with Peter King, your favorite, but. Oh, not uh, Peter King. Peter King. He, he, he said, I thought this was interesting. He said, uh, when he was playing, he used to watch Monday Night Football, but he did it with the sound down because he wasn't used to hearing players being criticized because yeah <laughs> cuz
0: Howard Cosell was not ashamed and not afraid to go that's a terrible play right there by Johnson but I, not
2: only that aside from playoff games and there weren't that many in those days you would play like one playoff game and then have a super bowl um that the the this was the only chance that players had a chance to watch games because they were playing there were no bye weeks and you this was the opportunity for players to actually watch football, which they didn't do during the regular season.
0: It's become a monster. how did did you listen to the A crew last week? and do you have any thoughts on how they did I, Levy, I, Greasy, I, and Riddick?
2: I did not because that was the late game. Um, but neither I did the, I.
0: I'm going but, to bed uh, like you nowadays. sad.
2: but the but the uh, the herb Street and uh, Fowler. We're solid. I mean, I was thinking if if that was the crew, that would be okay, too. They they had chemistry. They knew the game. I thought they were good.
0: I was going to say, how worried do you have to be if you're Levy, Greasy, and Riddick that the B team was more well-received and had more chemistry than you guys did?
2: Well, I mean, it's been pretty much a revolving door for a while for Monday Night Football. So, you know, you you hop on that Bronco and you ride it as long as you can. I guess Um, so. I guess so. You know.
0: Will we ever get Monday night football back to what it was?
2: No. In the no, heyday? because, because no, why? Because it, it it there's too many there's too, too, many, many, night games? Games.
0: Okay. too many games. Too many games? Okay. Too many night games, right? Sunday it's, night, it's not, Thursday night, etc. Yeah,
2: it's not special anymore. Remember, there there are only 14 games, 14 regular season games. And so that those were the only 14 games that you saw. I don't think they did playoffs. I'm pretty sure they didn't. So that was it. That was like 14 prime time shows. and you had something that was can never really be duplicated. I mean, there can't be another Cosell. It just can't happen. And mm-hmm. there, there, Meredith was was unique and the chemistry between the two of them, was fabulous. I mean, it's just something that, that they've tried to recreate. they just can't do it.
0: How about the halftime highlights oh, on yeah. Monday Night Football? I mean, those were – you have to be of our age to understand – what they were really all Houston, about.
2: Houston, Texas failed to join in the chorus of Love You Blue. Ubi <laughs> Von Schamen had a great day. Three field goals, total of 10 points. And on Houston's very first possession of the game, look at that. Sacked by Bob Baumhauer. That young Miami defense is something. Bob had formed the yeah. day the team... See, listen to that. There's no ana- analysis there. He's just watching the, the, the highlights. He identifies the players, sometimes by number and says look at that that's fantastic how
0: about that (laughs) well what's crazy too is that okay so this highlight this from youtube this halftime highlight reel
2: andra franklin andra franklin straight up the middle good
0: it's six minutes and 24 seconds which is an eternity right in today's In today's television?
2: Not not then, because that's the highlights that you saw. Chris Berman was in high school then. No, no, but
0: my point is, okay, television doesn't run any pieces that are 624 anymore. And even though it's that long, it was still not enough time to get everyone's teams in. So as a kid, I would always be pissed off when the Redskins highlights weren't in there. And as legend had it the producer would tell fans it was Howard who himself picked the highlights. <laughs> so it made Howard even more unliked if there yeah. were certain cities like, you're Jim, you're screwing us on the highlights at halftime.
2: Not only that, until 1973, no home games were televised. So if there were highlights of a Redskin game that was played at RFK on the halftime of Monday Night Football, that was like a, a sip of water in the desert. Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> There's Billy Kilmer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
0: The other thing that's glorious about these highlights, by the way.
2: Trying to strike back with Joey Montana, quarterback.
0: Joey Montana. He would oh, call him. Another
2: thing that he yeah. would do. If, if, if a guy was known by a certain name he would use the other name to make it seem like he knew him. Like, the Patriots used to have a wide receiver named Stanley Morgan. Everybody called him Stanley Morgan except Howard, who called him Stan Stan (laughs) Goes over the middle. The ball picked off by number 27 Tom Pridemore. He gets a sheath the blockers. Moves to the right sideline. Nobody going to get a chance to touch him. Makes you good to see a kid like Pridemore perform this way. He's a member of the West Virginia State Legislature, <laughs> and after that, one hundred one yard touchdown return. Okay, so he, uh, he couldn't Google that. He, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't look up his name and get get his uh, oh, get his webpage to find that out. You know?
0: Oh my God, that's just so classic. And then Andy, we go from the sublime of the great Howard Cosell to the ridiculous of Dick Stockton still calling football games. When are they going to put him out to pasture? It's embarrassing.
2: It is embarrassing. Now, some of it, I believe, is related to Kenny Albert being quarantined because he was doing It is. But does it
0: matter? Because there's plenty of other guys that could get the gig. You had a couple of gaffes from this past Sunday in the Washington football team versus Arizona Cardinal game. One of them was...
2: Well, one, when they were helping Brandon Sheriff off the field, when he hurt his knee, yeah, he said, and he gets a hand. From who? <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. There's nobody there. He, he fell for the piped-in noise, in other words.
2: Or, or it just was, it, it, or it's memories. just routine
0: muscle. Yeah. He yeah, gets a oh, hand from the player, crowd
2: player helped off the field. Must, must be getting a hand. Oh. There's nobody there oh, to give him a hand. God. He, uh, he dropped Redskins a few times, which is fine. I, I don't, I don't fault him for that, but there were, you know, a couple of calls, like there was a, a penalty on a play where somebody scored a touchdown and he said he went out of bounds. I mean, he's not really even watching the game very well. It's, 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 it's time. And this, you know, you know, when Dick Enberg emerged at NBC was when NBC had the uh, NCAA tournament and Kurt Gowdy, the old cowboy, was doing the games. And he had been an all-American basketball player at Wyoming. He, he knew basketball, but he was so lost doing that. They said, he's got to go. And they brought in Dick Enberg, who was doing UCLA. And, you know, Enberg became a big star there. It, yeah. It's the changing of the guard. It's, it's time. Let's, yeah. let's turn the page here.
0: Speaking of the changing of the guard, I don't know if you watched any of the U.S. Open, given the fact that one Tiger Woods was not even there this weekend, but did you I happen did. to catch any of Bryson DeChambeau and the show he put on with his massive drives?
2: I, I didn't watch Sunday, but I did watch Saturday afternoon when he was not in the lead, but, you know, chasing making his move. Yeah. And you're going to have to explain this to, to me better than, but than I understand it. Yeah. But, I'll I'll
0: explain it to you in the shortest way possible. Imagine a guy who's got a very fast car. He's won several PGA Tour events. He's been on Ryder Cup teams, uh, President's Cup teams. He's got a good career going. What? And he takes this car and says, Hey, I saw there's nothing illegal about putting nitrous in the engine <laughs> and putting mega suspension on the wheels. Why don't I try that? Just to see how it'll perform. Every other driver in the race is like, you're crazy, dude. What are you doing? Why are you souping this up? You're fine as it is. Just learn to putt and chip better. You'll improve your scores. Work on your mental game. He's like, no, fuck it. He <laughs> yeah, He jacked up his body. He's jacked up his swing, and he's winning with it, Andy. That's the story. It is it- crazy.
2: In, in my in my brief affair with the game of golf <laughs> what i was told was touch right that that you you don't grip the club too right? hard and, and you and you need to finesse now, i did putt very well which yes. which is helpful but with but- an
0: odd looking setup You know, he looked like real stiff and upright in that setup and like, oh, that's weird. Nobody else does that.
2: Well, it was working for him. And then, and then what you hear at the U.S. Open, oh, the rough is so bad that you just got to hit it down the fairway.
0: Yeah, no. Well, hell
2: with that. He was, he was in the rough and whacking it out of there with the driver (laughs) and hitting it over the trees. (laughs) And what
0: makes it so good and delicious is that he's also kind of a douchebag. Right, right. right. He's a a slow play, very cocky, argues with the rules officials, arguably tries to cheat. So a number of my golf nerd buddies are very anti Deshambo. And I said, look, you got to put that aside and appreciate that this is great for the sport. The sport battles two things, Andy. Well, three things. Boring, unathletic, and elitist. And he's smashing the first two. He's not boring and he is very athletic to do what he's doing.
2: And if if Tiger's not in it, there's nobody for us people who are casual fans to be interested in. But now if he's playing, yeah, I'm I'm interested cuz it's it's a little different. It's it's a linebacker playing golf.
0: Yeah. It's and he says he's 235 now he wants to be 245 by the time <laughs> the Masters comes. I think you and I could give him some advice on that, don't you?
2: Yeah, I mean, no, he, he, right now at his age, he's still in his twenties, right? Yeah. So at his age, he can put on that kind of weight, but it's harder to maintain that kind of body as you get older, right? Um, you know, and and Jack, you know, Jack lost a lot of weight. Now I don't know, did it affect his game one way or another? Because he was really good, whether he was yeah. fat or thin. Yeah. I'll tell but, you what,
0: uh, t- didn't hit the balls far, that's for sure. But I was banging more tail in Columbus. <laughs> but.
2: But when he, won, Jack when he was good to but, go, <laughs> when he won the masters, he was 46 and he was kind of pudgy again. He had put back. some Oh, well, some of the,
0: yeah, yeah, he was 46, but here's the thing. Okay. And, and this goes to all athletes in all sports. All right. There doesn't exist a 46 year old Jack Nicklaus on the PGA tour right now. Right. Not right. even a 36 or a 26 year old. I mean, the, the Humpty Dumpties, the, 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 the lumpy herons are gone from the tour. You can't afford to be that way.
2: Well, there was one guy who's a little little pudgy. Little, There's a
0: few pudgy guys, but they are yeah. going to be here and there. It's, it is it is a sport. I don't care what anyone says. And the athletes are taking over. Same thing for kickers. You saw where Harrison Butker hit from 53, 58, and 58 yep. in a row like he was no big deal. I said Harrison Butker, I saw a YouTube video on him. I think it was uh, Brinkus with Sports Science. They were Him and Justin Tucker were trying to hit 70-yard field goals mm-hmm. on a practice field. And they were doing the weights and the measurement. Butker is 6'3 and has yeah. like 4% body fat. He's a friggin' athlete. So he gets up there and he wumps it. I told my young producer, Josh, today on the morning show, I said, do me a favor, Josh, you're too young to know this. Google Garo Yepremian." <laughs> and as yeah. soon as it came up, he went, oh, my God. And I said, yes, that was a kicker back in 1974.
2: Well, they, they came in all shapes and sizes in those days. Remember Tom Dempsey, who was mega fat with half a foot.
0: Right, <laughs> right. But yapremian was barely athletic enough to be an NFL player. But they took it because very few guys cared about specializing.
2: Well, and he, but he'd been a soccer player. I mean, yeah, okay, but still. Yeah, do you
0: yeah, really was, think though that he qua- like? I'm just saying, stack yapremian next to Harrison Butker and tell me, you know, the uh, difference. I got
2: another another one for you. Tony Fritch, who kicked for both the Cowboys and the Oilers, who used to drink beer by the barrel and had a big, big old beer gut that would come (laughs) out there and kick field goals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that was a crazy finish of many crazy finishes. And then, of course, the Falcons completely fucking up and blowing a huge lead and messing up an onside kick.
2: Well, I mean, look, in high school football, you you know, when you have an onside kick, you go get it. You don't don't watch it to make sure it goes 10 yards so the other team can pick it up. You're allowed to go get it before it goes 10 yards. And why do do
0: teams make these mistakes, these mental mistakes? Because of practice. Because you drill it and you drill it and you drill it. And this is the, the beauty of human error in sports that we love. Things happen that shouldn't. And it costs you games. As Ken Beatrice said, Andy, more <laughs> All games, games are lost then- than won. <laughs> Which finally, well, I got two more things for you. Yeah. Uh, actually, this might be the last thing for you. It's been another week, and Maria Taylor is once again in the middle of a controversy. Last yeah. week, it was this outfit at Monday Night Football uh, that garnered uh, Dan uh, Dan, who is it? Dan O'Neill, not Dan O'Neill, Dan
2: McNeil, McNeil, Dan
0: McNeil to, uh, end his career on a tweet saying, Mm -hmm. is he dressed for the avian awards this week? A more valid criticism, which was from Doug Gottlieb saying, how could she leave Anthony Davis off all three of her ballots for MVP? And then of course, Davis hits the dagger to beat the nuggets in game two. That must be karma. What do you make yeah. of the whole controversy? And was was uh, was Gottlieb out of line? I know you're not a fan, per se.
2: I'm Doug. not a fan of his, and I think this is, right now, that's the third rail. I, I don't think you touch that. Uh, because
0: why? Because she's a woman or because she's a black woman?
2: Uh, more than so that she's a woman and that she, you know, and, and I don't know how the voting has gone in the past because this this came up with Fred Hickman some years ago. Remember when he... Um, he was the only one that didn't vote for somebody, whether it was, um, AI, Jordan. I think it was, it was yeah. AI
0: for the MVP. Well, uh, as, as, uh, uh, as Jason Whitlock pointed out in his column the other day, he said, you know, there was a national manhunt for three baseball writers who left, left Ken Griffey Jr. Off their hall of fame ballot.
2: Right. Right. So, uh, you know, I, that, that, those kind of things, I don't really worry too much about because there's enough people voting on him. Plus, you know, Le- LeBron is right. LeBron is, should be pissed that he finished fourth because he's not the fourth best player.
0: But was you know, he MVP?
2: Well, I think he might. You could make a case he's the best player in the game still.
0: By the way, who finished two and three? I honestly did not even. I have
2: no idea. I mean, these, oh. these awards just don't don't interest me anymore. And, and the same when, when Jordan was playing. If it wasn't Jordan, it's a joke because Jordan was the best and still is the best.
0: Yeah. They're just awards. I mean, yeah. he's already won four of them. Like, how much do you really need? Does it really matter to you? That's what I want and, to
2: know. And, and maybe when, when he's introduced at some big events, and here's the four-time MVP. Oh, I thought he won five of them. the only won four? Huh? Oh, that's not <laughs> – nobody cares.
0: No. <laughs> All right, Andy, always a pleasure. Nice run through uh, a busy Monday, and uh, sports are flooding back. we got a lot of stuff happening now, so –
2: yeah. Buckle up Next step, fans, and uh, there's, do you see? By the way, the Dolphins—they uh, sold or had thirteen thousand tickets available. They only drew a clear out of eleven <laughs> thousand.
0: What, what are you laughing all smirky like? That's not bad. So they got eleven out of thirteen. Listen yeah, to you. Just, Don't it's... tell me your hashtag team virus, Andy. No, you better I, not I, be. I, I, Jerry had 20 grand at Jerry World. Ah oh, yeah. our stadium is r- really <laughs> ventilated. Listen, I think you say whoever wants to come can come. Hospitals wow. are not under strain at all. We got 3% of COVID-like illnesses in the hospitals. It's your risk, it's your life. So take chances if you want. If you're young and healthy, otherwise, stay home. It's not up to us to tell you. Up but that's to just the all right. Very good. Okay. Andy, talk to you next week. Thanks. I did. I'll end on this today. Larry Scott of the Pac-12 Conference is not just the worst commissioner in sports. He is a certifiable bag of shit. Here's the story from John Wilner of the Mercury News, who's doing a great job of breaking bombshell after bombshell about this stupid conference that still has no plan, by the way, to get up and running. Uh, Wilner reports that Larry Scott and a number of other Pac-12 and Pac-12 network executives awarded themselves performance bonuses about one month before they laid off a bunch of employees and furloughed a bunch of staff. Of course, this is what bags of shit do in corporate America. Larry Scott makes $5.3 million and is completely incompetent. He took a pay cut of 12%. Hey, how about that? That was before his bonus. Other employees in the conference making over hundred grand per year are taking tiered cuts. A Pac-12 spokesperson acknowledged to Wilner that bonuses were paid, but they justified them as a mechanism to keep key employees. At a time when layoffs and furloughs were possible and the looming disruption, like we know times are tough, but we've got to pay bonuses to keep the t- people that would otherwise leave if we were to cut their pay. Wait a minute. So times are tough. People are getting laid off. Businesses are going under. And you're going to give bonuses to some of these overpaid assholes who are going to leave for what? For what better job? They're already stealing money at an insane rate. Unbelievable. And the beat goes on. $5.3 million for Larry Scott. Still no plan to play football. Good luck. I think late 2022 is when the Pac-12 will get their shit together. All right, that'll be it for me today. Thank you so much for downloading, and I was trying out this new piece of equipment today, the ATEM Mini Pro. I have no idea if it actually recorded what I was hoping it would record. It switches video. Very cool. I've got a setup here that can show my laptop, show videos, show camera angles. I mean, hold on, camera angles with fancy crossfades and everything else. I mean, it's like a little TV production studio. I love it. We're going to have 12 viewers on YouTube. Give it up. I will not give it up. We'll see where this goes. It'll be fun if nothing else. Thank you for listening, and thank you for downloading the Zabecast. Tell a couple friends. Have a good Tuesday, and we will see you next time. ask you a question are you on the train are you on the incredible Zabe train that has pulled out of the station 5-0-1 in my first two weeks documented right here on the Zabe Cast. get to my bookie and get an account and start hammering come on now it's winning season at my bookie I don't know about you guys but for me a game is 10 times more exciting when you got a little bit of something something on it doesn't have to be a ton of money could be 10 bucks it's the juice it's fun thinking, yes I just won lunch tomorrow at Chipotle sometimes you got a gut feeling about a game you're just like I gotta go with it if you don't have gut feelings go with me I'm hot right now regardless of how you play or how you've been betting for years get with my bookie my bookie is a rock solid place to get your sweet sweet action on not just the NFL but but college football now with the SEC coming back, the NBA playoffs headed towards the finals, and of course the Stanley Cup and a whole bunch more. Right now they've got a $100,000 super contest for only a $10 entry, and they're giving away five grand in cash prizes every four weeks You'd be crazy not to invest in your sports knowledge with that kind of potential return. Sign up at my bookie. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means if you put in $100, they will give you another 100 to gamble with. It's easy to jumpstart your bankroll this way. NFL, NBA, and MLB, they've got it all on tap, and it's never too late to get started. So let's go. My Bookie, it's winning season now exclusively at My Bookie
1: dot com.